Thank you for joining the Clarity and Purpose Show, where cause-driven business leaders share what you need to know to align your purpose and your team. They'll drop wisdom and knowledge about why they lead, what challenges they face, and how they remove the barriers that keep them from growing. Our guest today, more importantly, is a family man. He's an international speaker, author, blogger, leadership advisor, and a pastor. He's implementing the message of leadership and purpose in the business world. He continues to disciple hundreds of teens and adults through one-on-one mentoring in small group meetings. He is on the pursuit to help you discover your purpose. Please welcome our guest today, Alex McElroy. Alex, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. Yeah, to man, be here. it's exciting. You're in Chicago. I'm in Fort Worth. It's great. We have technology. We can do this. And yes. Yes. you know, we already introduced you at the end of the show, so we're just going to jump right in, right into the meat. People love to hear. Why do you exist, Alex? What's your main purpose? Yeah, and and I like how you said that because uh, the way I define purpose is what is the original intent. Um, uh, some of the questions that I might ask somebody um, to help them find purpose. And, and let me back up. My purpose is to help other people walk and live good. in their purpose. No, so, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, I think it was Mark Twain who said, um, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Mm. Um, I like to help people figure that second day out if they haven't already. And if they have, and maybe they got off track, then what, what are we, what can we do to get you back on track? Um, yeah. No, that's good. So what I, and that's why we loved it. Like when I was reading about you and then got connected to you, like our whole show is clarity and purpose. And then you're like, well, I'm all about helping people discover their purpose. And I'm like, well, we have <laughs> to bring you on. Uh, so what are some practical ways that you do that? Studies show that, you know, depending on, on the study, but 65, maybe 70% of people, if, even if we just take the U S if you ask them, if you poll them, uh, they say they hate their job or they'll say something to that effect. And I just don't believe that we exist or that we're put on this earth to hate what we do, you know, 70% of the week. And so if that's the case, then there's something that has to be tweaked. So when, I, when I'm talking about purpose, I'm not talking about a job per se. And so I have to clarify between what I would call your work and your job. So um, what I'm designed to do. And for a lot of years, I was doing both because my particular purpose did not fit in my jobs. So when I was in the insurance and financial services industry, um, I would leave there at night or on the weekend and go speak somewhere or do something. And at some point, you know, you can't, you can't be a master, um, when you're, when your time is split, when your mind is split. So getting people to find that deeper level, why, <clears throat> which may, I mean, ideally, fit within a particular job or particular area of influence. If that's the case, great. Um, and, and when I say if it fits, I mean, you're, you're able to make money, you're able to um, do what you feel you're led to do and called to do at the same time as making money. And if you can't, you still have to make money, obviously. So <clears throat> the bigger why has to um, supersede the smaller what. And what I mean is, when you when you're doing whatever you're doing, the the reason you do it matters more than what you actually do. The other thing about that is when something like a pandemic happens, God forbid, um, 
your why keeps you grounded. And so a lot of people, rightfully so, went through a lot, freaked out a lot. But I, I remember writing a blog post near the end, near the beginning rather of, of the pandemic. And I said, can the coronavirus propel your purpose? In other words, changing our perspective um, about this life-changing, world-changing situation, but how can you redeem it? In other words, the the purpose you have does not change, does not go away no matter what happens in life. So then all those things you said, I don't have time to do X, Y, Z. I don't have time to read this book. I don't have time to plan this. Everyone had time, especially for that first <laughs> month or so, because everybody was stuck in the house and we didn't know what was going on. Well, what did we do with those minutes? What did we do with that time? That's going to determine how we come out of the situation. So I'll just give myself for an example. I, I'm used to traveling and speaking. I couldn't, that's the one thing I couldn't do, obviously. And so <clears throat> I learned video editing. I learned how to do this type of stuff. Um, I don't use uh, this particular platform, but I use a different one. Um, I learned how to record videos. I actually, my reach actually kind of extended farther than it could have had I been flying because I, I connected with people in India and Pakistan and Ghana and speaking in different venues and, well, not venues, but it's different uh, situations and events for them. So uh, New Zealand. And so now once we come out of this, I actually have a wider scope, a wider reach to further uh, advance my purpose. And so I think perspective matters. Um, one thing I always tell people is circumstances are only unbearable when your purpose is indefinable. It, once I know my why, any, almost any what. Now, some things are going to be hard to deal with. I get it. People die. That this like. Well, I'm not saying gloss over those things. I'm saying those things will never erase or um, supersede the ultimate reason or ultimate intent for why you're here. So that's good. I don't know if that's no, the question. Or not, but. <laughs> yeah, and I and I love the idea. Like you said, slowing down last year, we actually took some time in our business to really refocus our mission, like what we're doing, just for the business. You know, even like we know we know what we're yeah. doing, but. Also, like, what are we doing in the business now? You had to re kind of refocus. Um, but yeah. you do. So just give a couple practical ways you help people do this. I know you're obviously, you know, we mentioned leadership and uh, you're speaking and all that. But what are some practical ways you do this during the week? One thing you said is very important. One thing, especially when I'm uh, coaching or about to enter into that type of relationship is what is your mm -hmm. vision? If you don't know where you're going, I can't help you yeah. get there. <laughs> um and, and if they don't have a vision statement or a proper one, that's the first thing we do. Like maybe the whole first session is just, okay, craft that. Let's get some keywords and let's figure out. Um, I had a client in uh, in New Zealand and that's essentially what we did. And, and then from there, it just kind of how, how does everything you yeah. do point back to yeah. that? Because a lot of times you, you can go to any organization, any church, you can go to a lot of places and you'll see on the wall their vision or mission statement. And then you ask them, what are the five things you do all the time? And <clears throat> those things have nothing to do with <laughs> the vision statement or the mission right. statement. And they're not bad things. They're just not pointing back to Good. your goal or your, your, your ultimate objective. And so sometimes it's just, it's just a question of aligning with what you yeah. said you wanted to do or be. Um, so I had to, for myself, I had to, <clears throat> if, if my goal or my purpose is to help people find and walk in theirs, then in some way, shape or form, I, everything I do should point back to that. Um, and so when I was in the insurance or financial services industry, there's nothing wrong with that. And it was everything, a lot of things great, great about it. 
but it took time away from me being able to fully enter into my own specific purpose. And that's, those are tough decisions because you walk away from money, you walk away from stability, but at some point, um, there's that part you can't buy, which is the not, I don't want to say happiness. Cause I think that's just an emotion, but the joy that is it's intangible yeah, that comes yeah. from knowing you're doing yeah, the fulfillment. Exactly. That, you know, I'm doing why I'm, I'm living the reason that I'm, I'm here to live. And so I help people a get back to your primary vision, uh, ask the right questions. Yes. So my, my Ted talk, I, I gave three out of the maybe seven or eight questions that I would typically ask somebody <clears throat> or have them ask themselves. Um, so in the Ted talk, it was what frustrates me in life? What do I hate? And who am I jealous of? And all of those sound counterintuitive, mm. but that's the yeah. point. We're taught, I think a lot of times in, in life and purpose is such a buzzword. So for me, how I ground it is, is different. Um, those are counterintuitive questions. We're taught, well, what do you love and what do you, what do you feel led and, and what makes you happy and go do that? I, I, and I think that's the wrong way to ask it. And so what frustrates me in life, I always tell people, whatever frustrates you in life is usually what you were born to solve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there are things that frustrate you that I would see the same thing and I would just walk yeah. past it or I would hear the same thing and I'd walk past it because that's not my right. thing. But for you, you it, it makes your brain itch. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, right. Same thing for me. There's things that frustrate me that most people don't even notice. Right. Well, that's a good indication. And so what I never do is tell someone their purpose. Um, I help people discover it. And I said it because I don't believe any person can now tell another person what their purpose is. I believe only, only God can do that essentially. But the, the way we figure that out is helping them connect the yeah. dots. So I can look back at ninth grade and I can see, I can see signs of gifts or talents or, um, joys or passions that were being developed at that yeah. time. And now I'm able to look back and connect all the dots and say, okay, now I get a fuller picture of myself. Good. Do homework on yourself is essentially what That's I'm saying. That's good. So, yeah. Okay. Now what's great is, you know, I, I feel like even in this, you're so confident in what you're doing because you've discovered truly what yours <laughs> is. Right. And it's helping other people discover their purpose, which is yeah. in a way unique. Cause it's like, people would say, well, what is your purpose? Like, well, no, it's doing that. Like helping you discover what your purpose is. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's dive deep then. This is getting personal. So for you, Alex, right. for you, um, how do you get in the way? How do you get in the way of discover like helping people discover their purpose? Since that's your purpose. How do you get in the way of that? Um, so huh, wow. I so I'm very um persistent and pretty much consistent, but sometimes to a mm. fault. So the whole perfectionist uh, thing, even as I tell other people, comparison kills, I still struggle yeah. with that. Um, and, and the thing, and, and I'll go a step further. Uh, I'm, you won't tell it right now, but <laughs> I'm actually a, an introvert. <laughs> the, the, the only time where I'm not is when I'm getting to do what I love doing. And, and it's, it's weird. I've heard, and, and I was riding back from a training, right? Uh, all, it was, it wasn't a speaker training per se, but that was part of it. And as we're riding to the airport, one of the trainers is actually in the car with us. And she was like, I can't wait to get home and just sit with a book and, and just do nothing. 
just being a friend. And there was only 25 of us in the, it wasn't like she was speaking before thousands right. of people and we're all friends. So it wasn't that type of situation. And I've spoken before a thousand, 1300, 1500 people. And when I'm on the stage, I'm good. Once I get off, I don't want to talk <laughs> to anybody. Um, you know, I do, but right. I don't. But it's it's more what people don't understand. I think about introverts is it's not we don't like to be around people. It's we we in your brain you want to control who you're around and how you're yeah. around them. Um, I don't like small talk. I don't really like networking. Yeah. I know I need to do both, and so <laughs> it, it is what it is. But I want to. If I like when I'm not doing something like this, where I'm engaging in something I love, I'm fine by myself watching the game and yeah. talking to right. no one. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, now, so let me tell back how that that relates to your question. Um, I, even to post something on social media, which we all have to do because you got to stay current and relevant. The mental angst <laughs> that I might yeah. go through just to post something that's not controversial is just. What are they going to think? Or who's going like the the brain gymnastics that I go through sometimes? Um, it's it's I I frustrate myself, yeah. and so get, getting out of my own way, kind of to your to your question, to just say, is this going to provide value yeah. to somebody? If so, just do it. And I typically end up doing it, but then I look at people and I'm like, you posted ten times today already, <laughs> <laughs> and you were cool with yeah. that, and you just. I'm like, I, I kind of wish I could be like that. Well, not, maybe not that yeah. much, but more free, yeah. more, more who cares what people say type of, um, no, that's yeah. good. So that, that mental block, that mental perfectionism, that mental, yeah, no, that's good. So it's my mind. <laughs> so then to end that point, then what are, what are things you've learned to get move past that? Or what are things you've eliminated to kind of help you grow in that? Yeah, part of it is just seeing the results. So when I do put something out there, or, or especially if it's a video I create and it's actual content, the feedback say that that now I have confirm, confirmation that this did help right. people. Um, there's always the one or two detractors, but this did help somebody. This this you know, I'm getting thank yous. I'm getting these types of things, and so now I know this wasn't just in my head that I thought it could help somebody. It actually is helping people. So you have to just click send or click post or whatever right. it is. You just got to do it. And then as you do that, um, you'll, you'll start to see that what you think to be true is actually true. And, and there's so many people who are, are, I don't know, like artists and different things of that nature that they just put their stuff out there and the way people responded to it. And now they're famous and you just got to get over yourself at some point and say, um, People post a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, part of it is is that you just gotta, you just gotta. Um, I tell people do it scared. Mm. Um, there's people who are like people who I was at the the TED event with, and afterwards they're like, "Man, you were so calm. You were so because I was most TED speakers are not professional speakers, right. and so I, that was kind of unique for me." But they were asking me questions about how do you do this, and and I'm and they don't know or they they didn't see, and other people who watched it later, backstage, what you didn't see was me jumping up and down, me sweating, <laughs> me pacing back and forth. <laughs> um, but once I once I get to that red dot, it all goes away, 
Uh, so don't, I don't want people to think, oh, he's so calm, cool, and collected, and he's never nervous. No, I'm always nervous. That's, that's good. <laughs> always nervous. But you got to do it scared. And um, if you believe what you're saying, if you believe what you're doing, at some point, you got to leave. That's good. And you know, to that same point, when you believe in what you do, it should make you a little nervous. It should make you excited. Like, if you truly believe what you you just want to get it out there. Um, yeah. Someone told me, or something that started a while back um, was, based off someone, someone told me, was take five minutes a day and write down what you did that day, write down what you overcame, or write down what happened. Um, mm. And then the next year, like you look at that same day entry. And then the next year, you look at those past two, and you know, and what it does, it gives perspective. And uh, and I love yeah. what you said about looking back at what you've done and posted and been a part of and seeing the encouragement. I'm sure you get negative stuff too. You know, anyone doing anything great is going to get something negative. So that's, that's that to me. I'm like, great. Then you're doing something great. But um, but the flip yeah. side is like, people are changing and things are happening, and it's like, cool. Use that to fuel what you're yeah. doing, which is so great. So yeah, I would have. You know, obviously we haven't spend a lot of time together but i wouldn't have guessed that off the bat so i love that i love you went that way because people are totally that that yeah and and most so i'll say this other thing um i don't know if studies but i've heard other people i've heard beyonce's an introvert i've heard a lot of people who you wouldn't think who perform yeah. in reality they're introverts the only moments where they're not is when they're doing that thing that you know right. them for and and actually so in that same car ride when she said it and i was like yeah i'm an introvert too and then the whole car all five of us were, <laughs> but we all speak publicly for the thing. And I, and I think it's kind of, um, it, it's unique, but I think it makes sense because it keeps you on your toes. It makes me, for example, I over prepare so yeah. much because that's the only way I know how not to make a fool right. of myself on the stage. So what you're really scared of, what we're all really scared of is, is, is the public embarrassment the way to overcome that is to prepare so much that you know whatever you're going to do inside and out so in some ways that fear it's a healthy fear because it keeps you sharp it keeps you on point it yeah. keeps you um perfecting and honing your craft so that's good it's good enough. No, that's really good um so we've got some things that people can be a part of with you like is there any anything that you would like to share to finish or promote for you guys Yes. So I am uh, getting more into this. I, I had uh, a client and then I was going, I went back to school. So uh, to fin get my master's, but I'm doing more purpose coaching and uh, leadership coaching. So you can go to my website, uh, alexrmcelroy.com and you can, um, you know, click the link and, and we'll, we'll set up from there. Uh, the other thing, so I also have a nonprofit side of me or side of my life where uh, part of the thing I speak on is something called apologetics, which is giving defense scientific, historical, archaeological evidence for a Christian worldview. And I know it's not for everybody, That's but great. if it is, then there is a link at proofforthetruth.org or you can click to become a donor because um yeah i need to start raising funds there i need to hire somebody so <laughs> things are moving yeah no, that's good so we'll put all the links in the show notes wherever you're either watching or listening you can find all the links to connect with alex to connect with him go be a part of what he's doing um go discover what your purpose is if you don't if you haven't really discovered what that is then connect with alex he'd probably got some great tools and things you can use um to make that happen so 
Alex, thank you so much for coming on and I've, you've added value to me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love, I love doing this. I love talking about this. So anytime. That's awesome. All right. Well, we close it out every time with a dance. So you ready? All right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he's got the head bob today. So he's, he's keeping it simple. All right. <laughs> it's time for the segment Maximizer. We sent our guest a list of growth items to pick from. Let's see what our guest picked this week to maximize on the show. All right, Alex, this is one of my favorite things to do. We do this a lot. We get to look at your website through the grunt test, and we're going to ask ourselves three questions. What it is you actually do, how is it that it can help me, and what action you want me to take? How can I do business with you? So what I loved about this website when I came on is there's a lot of websites. This is why I love it. There's a lot of websites that look like this, that when most people, when they go to a website, they're, they do what we call the Z pattern or the E pattern. So they'll go from left to right, just like reading. Um, so they'll just start up here. And also we've got about video, speaking, workshops, conference, consulting, blog, testimonials, book, Alex to speak, and then books. It's like, poof. There's so many things going on. And honestly, I actually get onto my church sometimes for this. So I'm like, you've got so many things going on, ministries, other things involved. Like, we've got to help people take a path and a journey. So what's great is you do have a lot of things, right? There's so many ways you can help people. And there's so many ways that I can engage with you. But I'm not even sure right now what it is you do. So it's like, okay, there's speaking works out. You can kind of piece, start piecing together. You know, when there's someone just about an individual, you can start piecing things together. But what we like to say is let's, let's try not to help them solve any problems. Let's just help them like math problems, equations, right? We want them to help actually know what it is you do right away. So I think when I go, when we go down to the center, of course, your name, purpose, leadership, apologetics, it's okay. I can, I'm piecing things in my mind, but I'm not 100% what it, knowing what you do. Um, so, I, so I say, you know, at the front, I would just simply put, um, you know, we've talked a lot about you doing speaking and leadership trainings, and maybe that's just what you put like, um, and I'm just going to say something random, it may not be a hundred percent, but speaking, uh, speaking engagements and workshops to help teams and individuals discover their purpose or whatever, right? That's just, it helps me understand. Okay. So this is something he comes and does. I see the visual, the visual is great interacting with people, right? Um, now, so real quick, where should I, I like that because, um, but where would I put that under my name? Yes. Yeah, so where, actually, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll start at the top here. When we go to the left to right, here's what I tell people. And this is what's going to make you kind of cringe a little bit. It's going to hurt. I would actually not put any of these tabs up top. Not a single one. And I would put your name up here on the left. You put your Alex McElroy, right? You put that up here. You can leave your purpose leadership. Pod, that's fine. Put it right there. Put nothing else on the top except for on the far right what you want them to do. And then on the main screen. So then it's like they don't have, they're not, they're not taking too much time to think about what it is that's going on, on the screen. They see your name and they immediately jump to the center because the, the call to action button on the far right is not going to, they're not going to take an action because they don't know why they need to, right? But then they go to the center and that's where I would put, and this is the, the second part of the, so I'm going to get to your, your answer your question by the third. The second part is how can you help me? So maybe there's a phrase that you can use. Um, let's say there's maybe a philosophical statement that can be shared. Something that they can, when they read it, they shake their head yes. Um, something that to them, it stands out. So 
um, you know, for instance, something comes to mind would be um, you should, your job doesn't define who you are. You should know what your purpose is. That's something that just comes to my mind, right? That's something that's, okay, yeah, I agree. That's right. That's right. And, you know, because most people work in places they don't fully love to work in. So then you put right below that, that sentence that we mentioned, like what it is you actually do. Training, workshops, and speaking to help teams, whatever that thing is, right? It's a short little one-liner that says what it is you actually do. So then I'm, I'm like, great. I know it's Alex. It's a person. I know this is what you can help me discover. And I know it's what you can help me do. That's what you do. Awesome. There's nothing else on the page that's going to clutter. And then you put a call to action. Maybe it's, and now you've got a lot of things that you do. So I would, I would ask, what's the one thing that probably gets you the most income or the most value to somebody that you do? And maybe it's the workshop or it's the speaking engagement. So it's like book, uh, book a speaking engagement and say specifically what they're doing. Book a workshop for your team or whatever. Make that the button. Because I can tell you right now, if you're, you're already engaging them and they understand what you do, they're going to scroll. And here, here's where a lot of people miss out. Right now, we're, we're done, right? On the homepage. This is it. So what you want to do is you want to add more value. You want to maybe add some what we call value propositions or things on the page that speak to the things that help solve their problem, right? By doing this, what happens? Um, and then as you scroll down the page, share some testimonials. Take some things that are already on some of your pages, right? Testimonials, share some, uh, maybe it's easy plan to work with you. Um, and then they just keep scrolling, right? They just keep scrolling. And the longer you keep them on the homepage, honestly, the more success you should have. Because most people, when they start clicking around and jumping away, they're getting confused by different messaging, different words, different pages. Um, but if you can keep them engaged and then get them to take one action, then I, I think you'll see a lot more success. And then all the other pages you have can either be in a, a pop-out menu that's like a little hamburger menu or on the bottom of your website as a footer with your menu. Um, and people are like, yeah, but they're not going to find it. I'm like, well... What is this, you know, what if you could get more activity through one action now and then they discover more later? Um, because I would be more engaged with wanting to figure out what your book's about and maybe some consulting after I've done something with you that's already added value to my life. So those are the three questions that we always ask. It's like, what, what is it that you do? Who are you? What do you do? How can you actually help me? And what action do you want me to take? And I think if you can just do that simply, even by the opening of your website, most people need to know this in five seconds or less. And that's unfortunate, but it's the reality. So when they land on the page, great. Do those things, and I promise you'll, you'll start seeing a lot more engagement. All right, as always, we're gonna give another tip for you. Today, we're gonna talk about really trying to understand what our clients are losing sleep over. So, you know, we talk about understanding their problem, but what's the internal issue that they're facing? You know, what is it that they're pacing up at night thinking about? This is really what we're selling to. This is really what we're having a conversation with our clients for is understanding what's the thing keeping them up at night. You know, what are their frustrations? What are, what are they angry about? What are they tired about? You know, all of those things. And it really helps our messaging. It helps us truly have a place of empathy and be able to speak clearly to the problem that they're having. So, um, Jake, you know, give, give us a little example of this. Or what are, some, what are some of your thoughts? Have you been working with clients before? How do you figure this out? Yeah, well, I'm going to give you the big bomb, okay? 
You ready to hear how you make this happen? Yep. Here it comes. <laughs> Boom. You listen. You oh. listen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, which means you got to ask questions where you actually want to hear what they have to say. Not, do you want my thing? <laughs> Would you like to download my thing? Would you like to buy my stuff? Uh, and, you know, like when you're at networking events, for example, if you're ever going out and you're, and you're making your pitch and you walk up, do you like talking to the person who says, hey, here's my card. I'm Jake. I'm a business coach. I would love to learn more about your business. Or do you want to talk to the person who says, hey, I like your shirt. That's great. My, na my name's Jake. And what are you passionate about? Yeah. Right. Because now I'm yeah. digging to go, what is really going on in your life and keeping you up? Right. And, you know, for the shoe example from our, our last episode, you know, the, the, the woman was looking for that place of freedom in, in what women want. Um, but what is she trying to avoid? Why does she care? Because the, the yeah. woman in that movie did not have a place where she felt free just to be herself and could, could think and, and not have the kids pulling on them. And they needed a place, you know, to go. And the shoes provided the place that was comfortable for that. So right. it's right. you, you got to create an environment where people can be heard. Yeah. yeah. And no one cares who you are until they know that you can solve their problems. So what yeah. is it? that they care about, speak to them in your messaging. So download the 20 minute messaging makeover. This is just one of the five you can learn on the 20 minute messaging makeovers. Go download that resource and get working on your messaging today. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining the Clarity and Purpose show. Wherever you are watching or listening, make sure you subscribe to the channel or podcast so you don't miss more growth frameworks from cause-driven leaders. We believe when a business leader aligns their team with their message, they become unstoppable.